What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. For those of us who have been following the siege in Gaza, the genocide, um, which I know the listeners of this show have, we have been mortified to see the intentional attack on the medical infrastructure in Gaza by Israel, and even more mortified to see the Western medical community's response of indifference, and even in some cases support for what Zionists and their allies say is Israel's right to defend itself. But we are all clear that it has gone so far um, beyond that. Not all medical professionals, however, have taken that stance. And joining us to discuss is Dr. Jess Gunham, a clinical professor of psychiatry and global health sciences in the School of Medicine at UCS. His research areas include evaluating the long-term health consequences of war on displaced communities. Good morning, Dr. Ghanem. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being on the show. If we have time, I want to talk more broadly about um, the impact of the attacks of Israel on the medical infrastructure on Gaza. But I think um, I want to come local. Um, first. So right here in the Bay Area, we are seeing repressive responses to doctors who are speaking out against the genocide folks like Dr. Rupa Maria from UCSF and others, including yourself. Can you talk, and and we've seen pro-Zionist posts on on Twitter, or I guess it's called X now, by UCSF. Can you talk about what the climate there has been like? Well, uh, that's an incredibly important question. And I've been at UCSF for a very long time, decades. And never in my life, in my career at UCSF, have I or my colleagues and my peers experienced the level of despair, harassment, and targeted attacks against faculty, against staff, against learners who are standing up in the face of this brutal Israeli aggression and genocide against Palestinians in Gaza, and specifically against doctors, hospitals, clinics, and healthcare workers in Gaza. So really for the first time in a long time, healthcare workers are standing up in solidarity uh, with Palestine and with Palestinians who are under siege right now and being attacked and basically engaged in a genocide against them. And since we've been standing up collectively at UCSF, there's been a rather uh, brutal and vicious attempt to silence us, to shut us down, to uh, stop our scholarship. And it's important for the listeners to understand that really what we're doing is something, no, n- nothing grand except condemning violence against doctors and healthcare professionals in Gaza, 500 of whom have been killed since October 7th. We feel like- And 600 moral, disappeared. 600 disappeared. There's not a yeah. single functioning hospital anywhere in Gaza. You have 2.2 million Palestinians in Gaza who are facing extermination and starvation, a denial of health care, a denial of food, water, and medicine. I mean, this is basic stuff that people, let alone doctors and healthcare professionals, would absolutely and unequivocally stand up and, and condemn. And that's what we've been doing. It appears that the university is incredibly uncomfortable with having faculty, students, and staff taking a stand against the Israeli aggression. And there have been multiple attempts to silence that, to shut it down, to uh, not just critique, but to write up and to stop the attempts that we've made to develop 
this solidarity movement with Palestine right now, and it's creating quite a hostile environment. And unfortunately, one of the targets has been Dr. Maria, who is a internationally renowned scholar looking at the impact of colonialism and racism on healthcare. So um, it's a very disturbing development and uh, it needs to be articulated. It needs to be condemned. It needs to be confronted. And I, okay, so I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna stop you right there, and and I'm gonna give my listeners the context why we've now said Dr. Maria's name, you know, several times. Um, Dr. Rupa Maria at UCSF stated recently, you all on X, um, that Zionist doctors may be harming Arab Palestinian patients, and that it should be investigated. Um, I'll clarify that she wrote those statements in response to former Democratic congressional candidate Syra Rao, who said, "quote Realizing how many American doctors and nurses are Zionists and." genuinely terrified for Palestinian, Arab, Muslim, South Asian, and black patients, even more than usual, and usually it's bad, end quote. Um, these comments have been characterized as being anti-Semitic. Um, UCSF went so far as to do a four-part post condemning um, Dr. Maria. Um, the first one says, a tired and familiar racist conspiracy theory has circulated on social media in recent days, say, stating that Zionist doctors are a threat to Arab, Palestinian, and South Asian, Muslim, and black patients, as well as the U.S. health system. The sweeping, baseless system and racist generalization must be condemned. Uh, it's outrageous. You're... Yeah. It's, 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 it's outrageous and morally bankrupt to have UCSF put a post out where Dr. Maria and others and faculty who have committed ourselves to looking at the social determinants of health. And one of the biggest social determinants of health are racist, white supremacist ideologies, which limit the health outcomes and reduce the health outcomes of folks of color. All and Dr. Dr. Garner, Maria, can you talk about... Can, I'm sorry, Doctor. I don't mean to interrupt you. Sure. I'm just I'm clocking no time. I, I think it's super important to point out. Like this isn't a new um, concept. No. This is not a new political conversation. Um, as a black um, woman, this is a conversation about you know how black folks, black women, how we're treated inside of the medical industrial complex by you know white folks or folks that are racist, et cetera, the deadly and dangerous impacts that's had on our healthcare, same for immigrants, same for queer people. This is not like some new explosive thing. This no. is proven, written about, talked about, et cetera, right? This is not breaking news. This is part and parcel of academic medicine and what we've been engaged with for the last 20 years, looking at the social determinants of health and the impact of racist ideologies on healthcare outcomes. And it just so happens what Dr. Maria and a number of us have been doing is pointing out the racist underpinnings of Zionist ideology, which is really an ethno-national racist supremacist ideology that seeks to basically cleanse historic Palestine of indigenous Palestinians. And all we're saying is that, hey, we need to look at how the medical establishment is part and parcel of this ideology, which is having a catastrophic impact on the health outcomes of Palestinians and folks of color in historic Palestine. It's not breaking news. It's part of academic medicine. It's part of the scholarship that we all engage with. But for some reason, it seems like UCSF has taken the side of a, of a racist ideology, uh, which has been condemned 
you know, significantly and uh, pretty much uh, throughout, uh, you know, large parts of the academic uh, world and has chosen to hitch its hitch its wagon, if you will, against a, a, a racist ideology, which has caused so much harm for indigenous Palestinians in Palestine. And let's not forget, 23,000 Palestinians have been killed. 60,000 have been injured. We're seeing viral uh, pandemics occurring in Gaza right now because of the lack of vaccines that are being allowed to get into Gaza right now. It's really catastrophic. It's not a big stretch to say that this ideology of, of supremacy over Palestinians on their indigenous land is having an adverse ill effect on their health outcomes. It's common sense. Yet we are being attacked and um, silenced for voicing and proposing that we engage in a scholarship about understanding how that occurs. I'd like you to give maybe some um, additional examples of the ways in which you were being targeted. I saw recently that people were being told to take the cookies off. How, oh, how yeah. else are, yeah, like, because well, it, well, let's it start with a that. hostile environment. What? Oh, yeah, Let, let's, let's start with that. You know, people, you know, people at UCSF, we're, we're very proud of our our progressive uh, engagement in the world and and kind of the intersection between our progressive uh, views and beliefs in the world and putting that into our medical practice that we're we're very committed to that whether it be our Black Lives Matter movement our LGBTQ pride values all of those things and we wear pins and physical manifestations of our commitment to justice all the time a number of the uh, faculty and staff at UCSF have been wearing the Palestinian keffiyeh to work, as well as pins that say Free Palestine, or been, have been wearing the watermelon, which is a symbol of Palestinian freedom and self-determination. These A number of these individuals have been counseled, have been told to take off these, these manifestations, and are, are basically being threatened uh, and ha has created an incredibly hostile environment for people who are committed to this kind of health justice, and not just health justice for Palestinians, health justice for all folks of color. So it appears that UCSF wants to be selective and when it's okay to advocate for health justice and when it's not. And that's the kind of thing that's creating the, the kind of harassment and uh, unsafe environment for learners and faculty and providers at UCSF. Another example is some of our residents have been uh, talking about the impact of the genocide in Gaza right now on the number of children that have been killed and injured uh, and talking about it from an academic uh, point of view, especially our pediatric residents. They have been counseled. They have been written up. They've been told that they are not allowed to speak about these things in academic settings. So it's a direct attack on our ability our First Amendment, our academic freedom, our ability to engage in scholarship, looking at the ill effects of, of genocide, essentially, on a, on a population. It's created an environment at UCSF that is so hostile right now and antagonistic. I really worry about the safety of a number of our faculty, including Dr. Mari, as well as our learners and our staff. Well, I'm glad you brought up the safety piece because that, for me, um, as someone who is in the public eye and as someone who deals with death threats on a fairly regular basis and have for over a decade now, um, watching the ways in which Zionists are targeting 
folks that are visibly um, standing up for Palestinian liberation, watching white supremacists then uh, also target uh, particularly folks of color who were standing up for Palestinian liberation, that is part and parcel of what to me was so egregious then yes. for UCSF to, as we say in my community, put her out on Front Street like that with no regard for her safety. Yeah, it's, you know, what's really outrageous about this, and and I'm so concerned about my my colleague, Dr. Maria, and a number of my colleagues who have who have stood steadfast in their commitment to human rights and to the health justice, uh, and again, not just for Palestinians, but for all folks of color, is that we have been warning the administration and the leadership at UCSF that their actions uh, attacking us and creating this hostile environment is putting all of us in danger. We've said that, we've written it, we've said it, and yet despite that, they continue to put out these social media posts, which create a in, in my opinion, a really grave and and frightful environment for our colleagues and our folks of color within the medical establishment who are just working to do their jobs and who are committed to justice. It's it's rather it's rather striking because of UCSF's so-called commitment to you know diversity, equity, and inclusion, and their commitment to understanding the social determinants of health that they would be so outside the mainstream so committed to a racist ideology that they would put faculty, students, and learners at risk for their lives. It's really frightening. Dr. Ghanem, there will be a time where Israel will have bombed, starved, and killed everything and everyone they can bomb, starve, and kill. This moment um, will end. What do you think is permanently damaged at UCSF? And what is the other side of this particular horrific moment in in our time looks like i i think that's a really profound question um you know i've been working in in palestine and specifically in gaza for 25 years and you know things were horrific in gaza before october 7th you know gaza was subjected to 16 years of a blockade and four wars before october 7th and now this these human beings, these amazing, amazing human beings who have been trapped in the largest open-air prison are being subjected to a genocide in front of the whole world with world leaders standing by the sidelines while, while this population is being slaughtered. I'm really worried about the long-term health consequences, obviously, and in my specific area, about the traumatic impact of having so much trauma rain down on the on the men, women, and especially the children in Gaza, who have not had any respite from this, from these attacks for over 16 years, and in a larger context have been subjected to settler colonialism and its impact for 75 years. So I feel like even though we can physically rebuild the healthcare infrastructure in Gaza and we can mend the physical wounds of the people, of the 60 plus thousand people who've been injured, I really fear for the long-term emotional and mental health uh, consequences of this severity of trauma that has uh, befallen uh, these these really brave individuals in Gaza, who frequently will say to me when we have, you know, when we have the opportunity to communicate, why has the world turned its back on us? I mean, the world is seeing a genocide unfold right before its eyes, and no one is holding, 
no government, let's say, is holding Israel to account, except maybe South Africa, which today, as we speak, is presenting to the ICJ in a, in a claim of, you know, Israel committing genocide against the people of Palestine. So we see some brave governments like South Africa, like Nicaragua, like Chile, who are standing up and condemning these things. But our own government here in the United States is 100% complicit with Israel in this genocide against the people of Palestine right now. All right, Dr. Jessica, I have to leave it there. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I do hope you'll come back. Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox 5. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam.